Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 612 here on this Wednesday morning, we do expect to hear from President Joe Biden in Israel. He is on the ground there today. Now, we, we already saw him. Mm-hmm. Right? He, he landed a few hours ago, 11 a.m. Israel time. And uh, he's already met with uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli prime minister. They had a public conversation, if you will. And then we do expect to hear from the commander in chief again. It, security over there right now, unprecedented because of what's happening right now. So we're on top of that for you. We'll bring you some of the president's remarks when they begin. They found that doggy. I thought they might. You did. I was not confident. George the dog found, returned. He's safe this morning, Deb. George was in the backseat of Richard Hoover's car Sunday when Richard was carjacked at gunpoint, Oakland and North. Car found a couple hours later. Some stuff was stolen, not a ton, some sunglasses, a wallet. Um, But yeah, no, no George. So that's when the search started. Yeah, no George. Richard talking with TMJ4 News there. Again, I, despite the fact that I'm not a dog guy, this may be the cutest dog in America. <laughs> Super cute. Right? Pup, yeah. <laughs> so Richard's on the news. He's all over social media, hoping somebody would find George. Didn't look good, but the other night, 28th in state, woman named Olivia found a dog. I seen him outside. He was seemed to be cold. Um, I could tell he wasn't like a stray dog. He seemed very clean, and he just seemed scared. So she said, I went to social media and just thought, like, did somebody lose a dog? Maybe I'll find some. Yeah. And then <laughs> like, everywhere, all over every <laughs> social media feed. George the dog, his picture was everywhere. Olivia finds Richard, Richard and George reunited. We're going to take a big bath. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not me. I'm going to bathe him. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're going to go for a big walk later. And then he's probably going to sleep for like 24 hours. He's really tired. He's all tuckered out. Yeah, so, I bet. so George is home. Richard, happy as he can be. Not for nothing. Still had a bunch of stuff stolen. Still has the trauma of having been carjacked at gunpoint. His car's all banged up, but he's glass half full today. Police still looking for those four carjacking suspects. 614 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. In their second-to-last preseason game, the Milwaukee Bucks traveled out to Oklahoma City on Tuesday night to take on the Thunder in a game they will want to soon forget. The young Thunder bringing it early on defense against the Bucks and eventually winning the game by a final score of 124-101. to Here's Lillard, his shot rejected by Holmgren. I don't care how good you are, Dame. He's going to be a tough guy to shoot over in that spot. Dave Kane on the call here on WTMJ as the Oklahoma City defense held Damian Lillard, as you just heard there, with a block shot. He just had five points in 25 minutes, a rough night, 2 of 11 shooting for Dame time. Malik Beasley, though, on the other hand, he led the Bucks in the scoring department, notching 20 points, and Giannis added 18. After the game, head coach Adrian Griffin, despite the loss, was happy from what he has seen from his new look bucks. And so I've been overall pleased with, with the road trip. Um, we got to get our, you know, most of our guys on the floor together and, and try to build some chemistry. And, you know, it's step by step. It's a process. You know, there was a lot of good you could take away from tonight as well. You know, there was a couple of times they kept throwing uh, haymakers at us and we could have folded early. Uh, we couldn't sustain it at the end, but I, I like how we uh, continue to fight. Even Dame, he, he didn't shoot it particularly well, but, but he was really working hard on uh, on the defensive end. The Bucks will return back home on Friday evening. They will play host to the Memphis Grizzly. That that will be the team's final preseason matchup prior to the October 26th opener. 
Over to baseball, where it was a party out in Philadelphia last night. The Phillies pouring in 10 runs over 11 hits as they go on for the shutout win. 10-0 to over the Diamondbacks to take two games and none lead in the NLCS. Swing and a high fly ball drilled right field. That one back and that one is gone! Just got over the high wall in right. Schwarber will touch them all. A line drive homer over the right field fence. And it's 2-0. Career postseason homer number 17. The call on ESPN Radio as Kyle Schwarber hit a home run to right center in the first inning. That would only be one of two for him on the night. And the Phillies now head out west to the desert of Arizona, needing just two more wins for another trip to the World Series. Game three of the NLCS is set for tomorrow afternoon. And lastly, the Packers, as they are in the midst of their preparation for a Week 7 road trip to Denver for a matchup with the Broncos, the team announced on Tuesday they have signed free agent running back James Robinson to their practice squad. 6-18, there is a lot happening right now in the Middle East. We'll run through some of it next. Six twenty-one on Wisconsin's morning news. Still awaiting remarks from President Biden, who is in Israel this morning, keeping an eye out for that. Yeah, we do expect to hear from him again. He landed a few hours ago, meeting with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as a show of support. I wanted to be here today uh, for a simple reason: I want the people of Israel, the people of the world, to know where the United States stands. Meanwhile, across the Middle East. Protests. This one in Ramallah. Demonstrators angry over a rocket that hit a hospital in Gaza, killing hundreds of people. It is a nasty scene in this hospital. It's one of the largest there, so now they don't have as many, obviously, with this one just destroyed. ABC's Matt Gutman. Hamas and the Palestinian organizations in Gaza say that it was an Israeli airstrike that just devastated the Ahli Arab hospital. The Israeli military has said it was not us, and categorically so. And they came out very quickly. They put out videos to try to show that it was um, what they're calling a an Islamic jihad rocket. Yeah, Israel says, no way. No way was this us. Uh, they do have video out there. There's some other... Um, I mean, it's all some of it you got to be careful about what you're reading and looking at and, and knowing whether or not it's sourced right, but there are some other um, evidence pieces that would indicate that Israel did not fire this rocket. Well, and circumstantially, the evidence that you might rely on would be there is no advantage to Israel whatsoever in escalating this thing by blowing up a hospital. Right. You know, they've gone to great lengths, Israel has, to warn northern Gaza to provide for safe evacuation routes, to do all these things, because they know exactly the result that they're seeing, that this would absolutely inflame the Arab world. President Biden brought up the attack this morning with Benjamin Netanyahu. I was deeply saddened and outraged by the uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. And based on what I've seen, it appears as though... It was done by the other team, not not you. So that was the uh, initial conversation. Again, we expect to hear from uh, the commander-in-chief again. Now, he was also scheduled to meet with leaders of Egypt, Jordan, and the Palestinian Authority, but that summit now has been canceled in the wake of this strike. 
So right now, just it is a very precarious time in the Middle East, and obviously for the president as well. He's got to walk on eggshells with a lot of what he's doing over there. This is perhaps the most difficult trip of his presidency. He's looking to not only support Israel, but also try to tamp down tensions in the region. The White House says that the president is going to try to personally impress upon Netanyahu how important it is to get humanitarian aid into Gaza and get innocent people out. But there are no guarantees. Politically, it is a major risk. ABC's Mary Alice Parks. The U.N. also calling for ceasefires in the region. And so today, be interesting to hear what the president's remarks are, how he straddles that line, as it's been indicated. Meanwhile, this is not supposed to be a long trip either, right? Oh, no, You're no, supposed no. supposed to be kind of in and in out. In and out. Yeah. In and, and it still will be. And imagine the Secret Service, by the way, the intricate detail this is going to take to get through there right now. And Blinken I mean, is still there? Blinken's there. So, yep, right? he's part of the entourage, if you okay. will. So there's yeah, there's quite a few folks that are in or around the region. Uh, meanwhile, on Capitol Hill, still trying to figure out who is going to be the new House Speaker. Frontrunner Jim Jordan, chairman of the Judiciary Committee, failing to garner enough support during the first round of voting. Twenty Republicans refusing to toe the party line. The Ohio conservative has divided the party, due in part to his staunch support of former President Trump and his refusal to accept the result of the 2020 election. Other critics question his track record as a lawmaker. Yeah, there are Republicans who are saying, look, I'm not voting for this guy. He refuses to acknowledge very simple things like the election that they cannot vote for him. So can they whittle it down and get to just four nays instead of the 20 they have right now? Well, we'll find out later this morning. What would will we? <laughs> well, right. How what, many votes did they had? They had the one vote yesterday that we were watching live in the newsroom. Yeah, and they had twenty right. votes against, and that has to be four. Right. So there's at least sixteen you got to work on. I haven't heard any other names floated. Well, so here's what could potentially happen. Glenn Grothman on WDTMJ Now earlier this week says what could likely happen if they can't get to Jordan. There's a rumor that the. Interim speaker, who was appointed by Kevin McCarthy, Patrick McHenry from North Carolina, would be given more power to pass bills that have to be passed. I mean, right now we should be doing something with regard to what's going on in in the Middle East, and we can't do that until we get a speaker. We should probably do something, but yeah, so hopefully they get moving. Speaker pro tem at least move some things forward. News about your money this morning, WTMJ Annex Wealth Management Market Update, Dow Jones Industrial Average, flirting once again with 34,000. It's at 33,998 after climbing about 13 points. NASDAQ at 13,534. That was off 34 points. And the S&P 500 closed on Tuesday at 4373, down less than a point. It's time for your retirement and investment strategy review from a fee-only fiduciary. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Click on the Get Started button now. Six forty-two on Wisconsin's morning news. Do you know the DeLorean was only produced in three model years? So, Doug Brown invented a time machine. <laughs> yeah, Biff. So, yeah, old Biff. <laughs> so, what did Doc Brown in Back to the Future use to invent the time machine? Doc, uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Of course, DeLorean Motor Company, nineteen eighty-one through eighty-three model years. That's it. Small sample, <laughs> right? But this so iconic mm-hmm. vehicle, right? Because of the movie, the gull-wing stainless steel vehicle really outkicked its coverage thanks to the eighties classic Back to the Future. What is it, Paul? Looks like an airplane. Well, wait. Still does. <laughs> Why are we talking about this today? There are still some DeLoreans out there. 
and one was recently discovered buried in a barn in Dousman. The Dousman's like halfway between like Waukesha and Jefferson, yeah. so western Waukesha County. Eric Hanley writing in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, the 42-year-old car was found sunken like buried treasure into a barn's dirt floor. So family of the guy who owned the vehicle in the barn gets in touch with these guys called DeLorean Midwest. They're based in Illinois. With the permission of the 90-year-old owner, they dug the thing out. It's got 977 miles wow. on it. Wow. It. So it's like a new DeLorean. So does it work? I mean, were they able to fire it up? They're calling it a time capsule. So there's obviously restoration that sure. has to happen. But they said it's it's actually in pretty good shape. It's a 1981 model, and they're going to fix it up, thinking it'll take about six months to fully restore. DeLorean Midwest, if you're in the market for a stainless steel rear engine, rear wheel drive vehicle made in Belfast four decades mm-hmm. ago, they get these things ready to go, and they sell them to collectors. So do we know how it got to Dousman? Some guy had it. They traced. It I read in the article. They traced the ownership. It was owned here. It was owned there. And then this okay. guy had it. And I don't know. Like, did he ever even drive it? I've never even seen one driving on the road. I've I seen have. them out in nature. I, I've seen one, seen one. Yes, driving? yeah, it's pretty neat. Is it awesome? It, it actually up close. It's hard to understand what it is at first. You're like, what is that? Because <laughs> it's just awkward looking. It's like a weird looking furnace. What yes. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, With or without it, the flux capacity. Yeah, it's got that steel, stainless steel on it. It makes it odd looking. Well, that's what makes it capable of withstanding the rigors of time mm-hmm. travel, for example, and hover conversion. <laughs> hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. Six fifty-two on Wisconsin's morning news. Now it moves to the state senate. If everyone records their vote, if so, the clerk will close the roll. There are sixty-nine ayes and twenty-seven noes. Assembly Bill four thirty-nine is passed. Representative from the thirty-second. Most consequential score for the Milwaukee Brewers this season: sixty-nine to twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Vote in the state assembly approving a funding package for American Family Field, four hundred eleven million dollars from the state, city, and county of Milwaukee. Throw in one hundred thirty-five million between them. Brewers ownership contributes $100 million. The Brewers remain in Milwaukee through 2050. Bringing our teammate from 1017 The Truth, Dr. Ken Harris. Okay, months of back and forth, Dr. Ken. This deal, that deal, amendments, changes. And this is what we're sending to the Senate. Good for Milwaukee? You see this face? I do see that face. <laughs> so how can, how can the city pay more than the Brewers themselves? Like, that's, that's just odd to me first. Second, I get it. It's a sports team. But can you imagine the quote-unquote vim and vigor of making sure the Brewers stay here till 2050? If if we actually did transfer that same energy to health care, poverty, um, building up the city, building up the neighborhood, I mean, we'd be a great place, but... I guess they deserve 400-some-odd million dollars. But they're only a $1.6 billion franchise. Well, that's interesting because I have this. uh, I'll play you this. Um, There was bipartisan support, but there was bipartisan dissent as well. Sixteen Assembly Republicans ultimately voted against the package. Five Democrats, uh, five of the 11 Democrats represent Milwaukee who voted no. One of them, Supreme War Omakunda, formerly Supreme Solar Allah, Congresswoman Gwen Moore's son. Democrat from Milwaukee, 17th District. He went out for a couple of minutes first about how much he and his family love baseball. And right. then here's why I'm right. voting no. I'm not attempting to appeal in the child in me that loves baseball. Supreme War Makunde, the legislator, has to speak today. It appears 
to me that we can't help the average person in the state of Wisconsin, whether it be health care, whether it be housing, whether it be a plethora of issues. And this is where I, I disagree with them. Vote for it or don't vote for it. Save the brewers, don't save the brewers, whatever. But to suggest that we don't spend money on the state helping people, that's a fallacy. We spend $1.6 billion mm-hmm. on welfare programs alone in the okay. state. We spend $1.2 billion on education. We spend a couple hundred million dollars on state parks. We like It's not either or, isn't it? And? In some cases, yes, but in some cases, no. The effort that you put forward to save baseball, football, basketball, why can't we put that same effort for people, for lives, for quality? I'm I'm not throwing out the, oh, my God, the children. We've got to save the children. <laughs> we dump enough money into education. The system is inefficient. Let's fix those inefficiencies before we keep giving money. Watch this to groups and people who are the only ones who can afford to go to those games because the people he's talking about trying to help, they can't even afford to go to the game. I would suggest, though, that the Brewers make it as affordable as possible. You got that 414 deal on Sundays where it's 60 bucks. You got four tickets, four hot dogs, four sodas. You can't go to a movie for that. Like, that is the best deal in sports. Yes, you can. Like they... It's sitting in front of your house on Netflix. <laughs> well, okay, then let's, <laughs> pay for then let's all stay home and watch Netflix. There you go. Like, you know, there are a lot of things that, yeah, that I yeah. pay for that I don't use either. That's true. But you can afford it. And I think he's talking about the ones that can't afford it, the ones that can't go to the ball games. You know, the suites and all that stuff. Part, part of it is, you know, you're just being a hater. But the flip side is, I don't mind paying for the brewers. I think the brewers are a needed, I'm going to use this word, necessity okay. in Wisconsin. But I think if we use that same energy to get something bipartisan through the state and have Robin Voss stop bashing everything Evers does, I think at some point we can get back to having that same greatness for everybody in the state. I don't disagree with you when you say a needed necessity for the brewers, but why is that? Why are they needed? Why is it a necessity? Simply because of the revenue, simply because of the jobs they pull in, simply because of the nonprofits that are able to generate money for their organizations through uh, food vending, things of that nature that, that, that help out everybody at every level. But at some point, you know, four or five hundred million dollars to fix something that you decided to stay. If they leave, where are they going to go? Nashville. No, they're not. Because you couldn't generate the revenue in Nashville that you could in Wisconsin. It's, it's just at some point we have to we need to step up and play hardball and stop doling out money to everybody that cries. We did it with the Bucks. We did it with the Packers. Now we're doing it with the brewers. Like at some point, I don't know. We're going to run out of money and we're in a recession and we have another 2% tax. Is the stadium in Milwaukee or West Milwaukee? (laughs) See, at some point we're going to lose. And they're talking about putting a tax on the ticket. You already got a 2% tax that's going up on the ticket. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's yeah. Dr. Ken Harris, host of the Afternoon Show on 101.7 (laughs) The Truth. WTMJ forecast was sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Here are the business headlines this morning with the Milwaukee Business Journal.